Thank you, Jesus. That, that is a, such a prayer of consecration. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Is that the prayer of your heart this morning? Ask your heart right now. Thank you, Lord. Here is my heart. Here's my life. And I'm ready to hear your voice. I prepare my heart for today, but not just for today. From here on, to hear your voice. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your love and your life and your light. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We just dedicate this time to you, Father. We thank you so much for your great life and love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I'm welcoming myself back. <laughs> I had to put my wig on before I could welcome him back. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's great to be back in the, it's great to be back in the, in town, um, um, many of you know I was out in Colorado, extended my trip a little bit, spent, spent a couple of extra days. It was, a, it was a roller coaster ride for me, I must be honest. I have my emotional times. Um, um, you know, I, had a, I have a close friend that is translated is suddenly, and, um, and he is going to be with Jesus. So he hasn't died, that's just his body. He's just, he is God of the living, not the dead, right? And so um, it was good for me to be there in many, many, many accounts. But it's, I mean, my, my heart, even I've got to be careful right now. <laughs> but um, Clint, just, uh, Clint is a, a great man. He's one of the missionaries. Their family is one of the missionaries that we support. They've been close to our heart. Many of you have gone on trips um, with us to Costa Rica and in that region of Central America. And he was a powerhouse. Besides just being absolutely funny and always the practical jokester. He, he would love today, just so you know. He <laughs> absolutely. And he, he had many, 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 many things in his entourage. Yeah. We've got seven kids. Nine, well, now, yes, two of them already translated. Two, two of them had preceded their dad, so they yeah. had a reunion in heaven. That's right. In fact, I know that there were more than two because they had um, they had a couple of children that they lost to miscarriage. That's right, yeah. So they're having a family reunion. Yeah. So, um, But Renee and the kids are doing as well as can be. I know a number of you have already shouted and lifted by your hand and said, hey, listen, if there's an opportunity, um, we want to go down and help. And, and as time plays out, I know Renee said that she did want to get back to Costa Rica to home as soon as possible, even though the hail from Ray, Colorado, um, out in the farming community, which was an experience for me. If you know that this part of Colorado is as flat as a pancake, you know that most of Colorado is actually flat. <laughs> I know that. Who goes to that part? <laughs> well, these farmers, these massive hours and hours of these farmlands, it's amazing, anyhow, and feedlots. But in any case, that's where they came from, and I got to meet a lot of their, their, their families and people out there. And, but it's. it's um, you know, it w the kingdom has suffered. And, and, you know, Psalm 116 says that. In Psalm 116, 15, it says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. And, and that word precious doesn't mean, oh, isn't that just so sweet? That's not as it's costly. Costly. It costs the kingdom. It costs the kingdom because when somebody is not, doesn't reach an age where they get to participate as much as they could have. And Clint was full of this gospel was and he is <laughs> more than we can ever imagine but man i tell you what it's it's sad to 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 have you know to, but thank god man he has he has i mean he's he the people that he has sown into 
is amazing. He was only three years older than I, and um, and what That's but what not he's very old. no, it's not old. I know. We don't know, but um, in any case, it's 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 it is costly. But at the same time, we grieve not as the world grieves. There is a grieving process. We have lost, but um, thank you though for for just being supportive of the family and everything. And and um, I know the church came behind them financially, and many of you shared and thank and gave towards them. And um, I know that they, they deeply appreciate it. So I, didn't want to, I just wanted to say thank you for that. Um, but you know what? There will be mission trip opportunities down to Costa Rica still. And uh, many of you have been down there with the, uh, Risa and um, Carlos. And uh, one of their daughters came up. And, and she, she, was, she was, it was so good for her to see me as well. She was like, I'm so glad you're here. And that's the Sanchez family is another missionary family that, um, that lived down there. And so they're part of a sort of a missionary clan. Anyhow. But God is, God is good all the time, and he's not the author of death, you know. He is not the author of death. This is not part of his plan. It's not, death is never part of his plan, life and wholeness and health. Amen. I'm not going to go into that. So I do want to touch on base on that, and then I also wanted to let you know, too, um, I know I'm sort of pre jumping the gun a little bit here. Um, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should just do my... I, my, um, we, my we've got so much on the cards today. We've got to try and keep it straight, particularly because we didn't have as much time to prepare. Shannon got in on Thursday night, and then you know how it goes, right? You've got a thousand things happening. <laughs> your wife's trying to make you wear a wig. and <laughs> I actually have a wig, but um, Shannon rightly pointed out the, w the character that I was trying to make him play. Um, I was going to have him wear the, the mayor of Whoville wig. Okay, so, so we actually tried it on, and it really is legitimately too small to really make it work. Um, so in any case, in, in lieu of the offering, and before I carry on with a couple of announcements, I, I just, there was just some little things I wanted to tell you coming up. But um, I, as, I, as I was preparing for this morning, and because Karen and I are doing the message together today, I thought, you know, I um, wanted to share something um, from Luke 16 about, um, I wanted it about finances and, and so on. And because, you know, do you know that money is a big deal? It, it's not, it shouldn't be important to us. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be our treasure, as the Bible says. Money shouldn't be our treasure. And in fact, the Bible contrasts it quite clearly. It says that we cannot serve God and mammon. And when it talks about mammon, mammon was a, was, was a Semitic god of, of, of trade. It was where you put your treasure. It's, it's putting your trust in money. And we see that in the old and in the new and in Psalms and in Proverbs, it says don't put your trust in riches, right, which can so easily fail and are here today and gone tomorrow, etc., etc. And And Jesus' teaching in, in Luke 16 says the same. He says you can't serve. You've got to serve one or the other. And in fact, in um, in in Luke 16, um, he it's a, it's a phenomenal teaching here, but I just wanted to pull, pull out this big, um, uh, this little piece over here. He says in verse 10 of Luke 16, who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much. And he who is dishonest with very little is also dishonest with much. Interesting, right? Because it shows you that the principle is true. It's not the amount that counts it's how you think about that thing. 
And we've said it a long time, it's not about how much you give, it's is it the first important? Is it the most important? Who is most important to you? And, and that's why the principle that I've taught before on first fruits is such a big deal. The, the, the fact tithing is not a, a legalistic requirement for righteousness. It's not a legalistic requirement for to be blessed. But it is an act of faith about setting your, say, who is your source? Being able to, that's why first fruits exist. The first fruits of the Old Testament, first fruits was saying, Lord, I'm trusting you most of all. So I'm giving you because I'm not giving you, hey, I'm going to pay all my bills and everything I want and my TV subscription. And then if I have anything left at the end of the month, maybe I will give something to you. That's not the principle. Of, there's no faith required for that. Faith is required to say, Lord, I'm giving you a portion of my willingly, cheerfully, I'm just dedicating to you. That is the principle of first fruits. But here, um, Jesus says, if you're faithful with little, you'll be faithful with much, right? And then verse 11, he says, um, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will give you what is true riches? And the, actually, if you look up the word there, it's alethanos. It's not, he says, he doesn't actually, the word riches isn't there. He says, if you can't, he says, if you can't be faithful with just money, who will entrust to you the real thing? The genuine thing. And, and so there's an element, and again, this is not works righteousness. This is just saying, it's just like, a, this is a heart thing. And I love that song that we finished on because this, this is, here's my heart. Jesus said, if, if, you, if you put your treasure, if your treasure is in Jesus, your treasure is in God, then he has your heart. And vice versa. If you put your heart in God, he has everything. Because there he is your first and foremost. Amen. But thank you. Thank you guys for, for, for being so faithful. I know that um, Karen mentioned, you know, to our leadership team and things like that. We have just been blessed and we, we just, I keep getting comments, um, you know, even though our, our building looks so good and stuff like that. And, and we, we sort of making improvements along the way. So I just want to give a big shout out. Thank you for, for helping us on, on our growth um, and where we're going. But um, thank you as you give to the Lord. Again, remember, no pressure. God loves it when you can give just simply, cheerfully, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the amount. That's not the, the issue. The issue is your heart. Amen? Amen. So um, you can give the normal ways online. You can give um, if you go to our www.lakehaven.tv webpage. There's a donate button. There's a kiosk, uh, uh, iPad thing at the back there. You can text it in. You can do all of those things. Oh, offering envelopes and drop them in the, the boxes if you want. And, and if you like letter writing, you can mail it in. Yeah, that's it. So thank you again for doing that on your way out. So again, we, we do have a full day. I do want to mention um, that I had a, a chat with uh, Pastor Dane and Lisa. Well, actually, Dane Massey. Many of you know him and many of you don't know Dane. Dane was the preceding pastor here to us, and um, he is actually going to be in Florida this week. So I spoke with, you know, I chatted with him, and he is going to, and he wanted to find out about Roma's celebration. Which is on Saturday, Roma, uh, Roma's celebration of life is coming up on Saturday. 
Right, it had been it had been moved. So many many of you knew Roma. She was a, a matriarch kind of person here. So um, we are doing that on Saturday at 11 a.m. And Pastor Dane and Lisa wanted to be here for that. And you will. They said they would love to stick around for service on Sunday. So I just wanted to have a shout out. If you wanted to connect with them, uh, they will be here. They will be with us next Sunday. And if you haven't gotten a chance, an opportunity to um, know who they are, or haven't met them and you're new here, make sure that you come just because he is... He's also one of those people who's making a difference in the kingdom. Yeah. And, and we need more of us. Yeah. Yeah. Us. He, just he just finished a book, and I know it's being translated into Farsi, which is um, from Pakistan and one of the languages, and in, in in that's Iran. a part of them, and it's being translated into that. It's a book about prayer. Um, and uh, I know that I don't even sure if it's been printed actually in paper, but if it I is, I'm sure they're, he'll they're doing copy. audio and um, digital first. Yeah, because print is obviously hard to get moving through yeah. COVID times. Yeah. Anyhow, so um, I don't think there was anything else we needed to mention specifically. Well, I I wanted to do this quickly. Um, I guess this is officially the start of the message. You know, we, we, we've been doing this series called Kingdom Builders, and this is week five of Kingdom Builders. And every week we've been building on some of the foundations. You know, we've, we've spoken across the couple of weeks. We've spoken about a number of things. Uh, we've invited you to come along with us because you are part of the kingdom. And uh, today we kind of took it in a tangent um, if you're wondering why some of us have got blue hair and Cindy Lou Who and whatnot, we, we're pretending for today. <laughs> I might not get him to wear a wig, but he can wear Horton ears. <laughs> I know, I should take this off. It definitely feels like I'm lopsided. If I lean to one side, then it feels heavy. How did ladies do those beehives back in the day? Anyway, I'm getting distracted. The reason that we're doing Whoville today is because it's a fifth Sunday, and every fifth Sunday that comes up when we have five Sundays in the month, we want to do something fun, and today just happened to be a, hey, why don't we make it a fun thing? So thank you to all of you who dressed up. If you're wearing a costume, would you stand up? I want to see who you are. Shine, baby. You dressed up for this moment. I love how There's many... There's lots of things in the place. Lots of things. And Grinch, uh, we got a Grinch. There we have go. a Grinch. We have That's things. awesome. We cool. Have, we have lots and lots of. Okay, so have a seat for a second. Now, um, if you didn't already notice, we have a bunch of truffle trees up here, and we've got some decorations around the room. If you helped with that decoration thing, would you stand up, please? It was a lot of hard work yesterday. Amber, Heidi, Miss Mary, Ethan. Carrie. Josh. Josh, I don't know where Danielle is. There's there Danielle, Heidi, very good. So Thank we had a crowd of guys Mary. that were helping us get um, get it all pretty. Miss Carrie with the blue hair. Thank you, guys. Um, if you're in children's building helping today, would you stand up? <laughs> oh. They're standing, I promise you. Actually, they might be on the floor, too. I don't know. <laughs> I never know what goes on with those teachers over there. When I'm teaching, I'm up and down, up and down. Corin's so in there every first Sunday. Most first, yes, first Sundays. Yes. I, I love, in case you didn't know, I love teaching kids. Um, I do believe that those are our next generation that we're yeah. supposed to be passing it on to. So come and teach with me sometime, right? So... Um, if you are serving in the back room where nobody can see you and in the sound booth where almost nobody can see you, would you stand up for a second? 
This is our production team that makes it we happen. Can't, we can't see Mikey in the back room as he's streaming to the world. Miss Rose, you are kind of already as standing upish as you could be over there on the camera. So this is the team that makes it so that A, we can watch this again, and B, if you weren't here or aren't here, you can watch it right now. So yeah. we need these people, right? Uh, if you are an usher, would you stand up anytime, not just today, anytime, if you're an usher, any week of the month, please stand up. Right, thank you, thank you guys. Awesome. Appreciate it. If you're Jim's a always standing because he's always on duty. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a greeter anytime of the month, would you stand up for us? Awesome. Thank you, thank you. Very good. If you are fit crew any day of the week or any week of the month, won't you stand up? Oh, fit crew is my first impressions team. They are the people who um, basically anything who needs to get done, they get it done. Mm -hmm. They look for things that need to get mm -hmm. done, and then they make it happen. Uh, some of the fit crew come in on a weekday and come and help in the office with different things and that sort of thing. So fit crew is like my right-hand team. That's and then there's a coffee shop team. Cafe team. If cafe. you're on the cafe team, anytime, any any week, stand up, please. Thank you. Hey, yes. There you go. Everyone cafe. who's well caffeinated says thank you. There's decaf there too, guys. There's also decaf. So, um, <laughs> if you serve here in any capacity, even Life if leaders. life group leaders, we had the life group leaders stand up a couple weeks ago. If you serve here in any capacity, would you stand up? If you've stood up already, stand Info up booth. again. Info booth. Thank you. That's awesome. Greeters. Ethan does lighting. Excellent. Space. Youth. We've got youth leaders. Yeah. See, you should stand. Keith and does Keith and Sue do grounded the and prayer, prayer team. Prayer team. Oh, I missed the. We prayer have team. our music, our worship team people. Which, by the way, I'm so glad you had some time off. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for serving us. Oh, that's okay. I heard some of the worship team were planning outfits of her up top here and you know, <laughs> blue hair and whatnot. So well, we love you, worship team. Thank you for I wanted to acknowledge some of our volunteers today because we can't do this alone. That's right. You can see how many people it takes to pull it off. Yeah. And and honestly it's it takes more than this because some some people are doing double duty. I know Miss Rose today was doing fit crew and camera and she helped decorate. So three for three today, Miss Rose. So thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. So we're we're talking today around the concept of service. Mm. Oh, that sounds heavy. Hold on, let me let me find something to distract myself with. The goal for today is to make it fun. Mm. So we're not here to put a heavy on you. No. We're here to remind you who he made you. <laughs> you're not just a thing. You've got a thing, but you're not just a thing. In That's other right. words, you're not just a number. We don't want to put you in a row. God has given you something unique, mm. even if you look like everyone else with blue hair. Mm. Okay? Well, I wanted to start um, by reading a, a, a short scripture. Um, Shana, you may have to pull it up first because my... See, we've got to do this thing uh, and I... Okay. You? Yeah. So... Um, Which scripture you want there? The one that Jesus... Uh, I think it's John. Janine's going to be able to pull it up for me. I think it's the John scripture uh, where Jesus says... You got it there, Janine? 
Maybe it's a Mark scripture. It's, a, it's, it's the only gospel Mark scripture. 10, Mark 10, 42. Thank you. Mark 10, 42 to 45. Okay. Would you read it for me that I can turn my thing on? It's up there. And Jesus called them to him and said to them, You know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. But it shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For even as the Son of Man, even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Powerful, right? What a, that is the Lord that sets the example for us, right? That is, that is what he came to do. In fact, you know that your life is found in serving. Mm -hmm. If you want your life to have meaning, when Jesus said it's better to give than to, to receive, it's giving away that you truly find life. But we don't live in a culture in an, it today generally that believes that. Our culture says, give to me or I've got to stand or elbow my way up until I can be in the limelight. I've got to shout louder, be louder, be seen more. I've got to lord it over them to be noticed. But that's not the way Jesus did it. No. No. In fact, we often talk about, um, you know, we've been... We're sons, not servants. Uh, that scripture, I think it's Colossians. Colossians. Is it 3.24? No, no, no. Um, Galatians 4 verse 7 says, We are no longer a slave. Mm. You are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. And I want to I wanna be clear here. A servant that they're talking about here was enslaved. In other words, they didn't have an option. They didn't have, they were obligated, they were owned. And there is an element where Jesus purchased us with his blood, but he didn't purchase us so that he could have slaves. He purchased us so that we could be adopted into his family, so that we can be an heir of Je with Jesus in God. So, when we talk about serving, we're not talking about lowly, um, we are, let's, who, okay, let's ask, who loves chores? Anybody love chores? Ethan loves chores. No, he doesn't. <laughs> it's easy to speak for someone else. Yet they have to be done, right? Is there anyone, and Mel, you're the exception. I know you posted about it yesterday. Mel loves organizing and tidying up her garage. It's just therapeutic. Now, we need that therapy. It's kind of like when the laundry comes out and hangs itself and folds itself and packs itself away. It's wonderful. How many of you know that doesn't happen? No, doesn't. Somebody does it. And if you don't do it, yeah. you pay somebody else to do it. <laughs> That's how come we all have jobs and livelihoods because something that we provide in this world is valuable to someone else. Mm -hmm. If you're a stay-at-home mom, what you provide is valuable Absolutely. for someone else. Mm -hmm. Am I right, dads? Oh, yes. Who work hard, make sure that your wife can stay at home. What you bring to this world is important to your world. 
and it's important to the world. God created you for something unique. We spoke last week about our identity being identical because our value is in who God says we are. And he considers us equal. It doesn't matter how old, how young, how big, how small, how tall, how wide, how whatever we call it. However we measure size, color, age, those things do not make a difference to our value to God. Absolutely. Because we are eternal beings who he purchased in Jesus. But what he's given us as gifts to operate in this world and talents that he's given us, those are different. Mm. And what we do with those does make a difference. Mm. So when God asks us to serve like he served, when he talks about the scripture here in, in Mark 10, where he says, We're, we don't operate that way. He's sharing his nature with us. Mm. His nature is service to us. That's who he is, right? Right, right. And, and you know that I, I like what I heard Greg say, <laughs> Greg Moore once. He said, you know, that, that do you realize that there is this whole element of serving um, that, there, that there is actually going to be rewards in heaven? There is actually, you know, there, you know that our life here, as short as it might be, is only a drop in the bucket of heaven. And, and, and like Greg says, and I like it, there is no socialism in heaven. Heaven doesn't operate, and it doesn't operate on democ democracy either. There's no voting God in and voting God out and voting what everybody, the majority says. No, it doesn't work like that, you know. I don't think there's chores in heaven. <laughs> I don't know. They are responsibilities. Yes. So you would, it depends how you define a chore. I guess. You know, that, you know, the Bible says that we'll rule and reign with him. Not sure exactly what that looks like, but there are going to be rewards. There are going to be rewards, eternal rewards. So that's, that's quite an interesting thought, right? Mm -hmm. you know, so, so remember when God, and that's not saying that, that we're not talking about you know, earning our righteousness and stuff like that. That's not part of the point you know. in fact that's something that um the reason that that we're doing this one now and not before could we use help yesterday absolutely but you know what it is far more important to us that you get established in your identity mm. than absolutely. in filling a spot absolutely yeah a box that you check is not nearly as complete as it could be when you've got your identity in place absolutely because if your heart isn't there, if you're not grounded in the fact that what you do is not making you more righteous, right. it cannot make you more righteous. It in cannot make you more, it cannot make you more qualified. Absolutely. In fact, that's one of the foundations of the faith. We deal with that in the discipleship group, you know, in our D group. One of the foundations, the foundations that we build on is a repentance from dead works. Define you know, dead works. The dead works. Dead works are works that we try to do to earn something from God. You can't tell a dead work from the outside from a good work because Ephesians 2.10 says that we're created unto good works. We are, dis we are being built and designed to do good works. In fact, that's why you're so fulfilled when you're doing something willingly and thing. But as soon as you feel like you're doing it to try and appease God or earn something from him 
You can't do that. Is that is a dead work? It, one, it doesn't. It's not working. Jesus give, has given us all things by grace, through faith. We lay hold of these things, but but dead works. I, I, listen, I know a bunch of you may have come out of a bunch of religion like I did. If you've come out of a lot of religion, and, and I can define that by you, you've got to jump through certain hoops, you've got to pay a certain amount of money, you've got to count beads when you pray, you've got to hobble around on your knees, you've got to, um, how about this one, hunger strike. Basically, some people call it a fast. And I do believe in fasting, but most people treat fasting like a hunger strike. I'm going to twist God's arm. I'm going to starve myself until God gives me what I want. And, and that's like, that's, God's unmanipulatable. Mm. That's, you can't, you know, fasting, fasting is great, but fasting is only great so that you can make your heart sensitive and receive the, what you're supposed to do. It's, but, 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 so, but dead works, so, so this thing of, that we're supposed to turn from in Hebrews 6, which I deal with in discipleship group with T and Stacy, is the repentance from dead work and faith towards God. We trust, we receive these things by faith, by grace, through faith, not because we've earned anything. Mm -hmm. And that's important to remember. Nothing we do is about earning anything with God. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Yeah. I'm going to say it again. Nothing. Not giving. Not, Praying, you know, but I mean, 1 Corinthians 13 says, if you, you can have, if you can do it all, you can surrender your body, you know, for, for, to, to the flames or whatever. And it says, but it'll count you nothing if you don't have love. Jesus always went to the heart. He always demanded, even in the Old Testament, love the Lord with all, the Lord your God with all your heart. It's always been about a heart love, a heart relationship. It's always about an intimacy. And that's what Lake Haven strive. Yeah, what we strive to do is to, to point the direction that this is a, about an intimate relationship with God where, where we serve him because we want to. We serve because we get to. We, we have a gift and a talent that we're not going to bury in a field and not put to use, but you and I each have a unique gift and talent that we can put to work in the kingdom because we get to and we want to. And unfortunately, the clock is ticking. Clint's time is up. It's gone. He got to serve and thank God for the many, many lives that he touched and changed. And there is no, like Corin said, there's no greater service or lesser service. It's just you and your heart between you and God. Nobody can look outwardly and say, oh, that's just dead works or that is a good work. Nobody can judge you. You see, that's what judging is. And I don't want to go into that. That's another message but judging is when you decide somebody's motive it's not about seeing what they're doing and recognizing exactly what they're doing that's not judgment um, there's a number of scriptures and and we'll jump into a couple of them here in a second that talk about our one body many parts and uh, let's go to romans 12 first romans 12 verse 4 for as in one body we have many members and the members do not all have the same function so we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. That means you belong to me and I belong to you. Yep. That means I don't own you and you don't own me. Together, 
we get to serve. We are, we're planning intentional changes to the language that as Christians, we do not serve a pastor. We do not serve an apostle. We do not serve an evangelist. We do not, we serve with each other. Yeah. Yeah. We serve with each other. We may do different things, but we serve with each other yeah. for one goal. Yeah. It's so true. Let's carry on there. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. That word grace there means gifts. It's charis. It's the, it's the uh, Bible college that Andrew Womack. <laughs> uh, if you've not heard of charis and you're interested in Bible college, go see Terry and Mel over there. They're highly excited to get you enrolled in Bible college. So having gifts that differ according to the grace gifts given to us, let us use them. What do we do with our talents? What do we yeah. do with our gifts? Do we sit on them? No. Let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith. If service in our serving. The one who teaches in his teaching. The one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Mm. We've got many, many different gifts. Mm. Which one of those jump out at you like, oh yeah, that feels like, that feels like me. Do you have one that jumps out at you or two? These are not the only ones, I'm just, I'm asking. Is there something that says, hmm, yeah, I'm definitely not a leader, but I love gifts of mercy. Mm. Or vice versa, is there one that says, mercy's low on my ranking. God has given you something to show who he is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ephesians 4, verse 16. Ephesians 4, 16 says this. From whom the whole body joined together and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Every part, when it is working properly, what does working properly mean there? Busting your butt? I don't know. Maybe it's operating in grace. Mm. It means doing what you were made to do. Right. There are some of us that are made to teach. There are some of us that are not made to teach. There are some of us that are made to serve. Right. There are some of us that are made to give. There are some of us that are made to do different things. And when you're doing your part, everyone wins. Mm. That's true. And now the question is, do you know what your part is? First, you're qualified. Yes, so you're right. allowed to have a part. Yeah. You're good enough because God created you and gave you that gift. So don't disqualify yourself. You have a part. Does it matter how big your part is relative to someone else's? Think about the guys in the talent, the story of the talent. Some got more and some got less. But God doubled those who did something with it. Doesn't matter how much they had, it was doubled. But for the guy who said, ah, yeah, I'm going to just sit on this. Yeah. Pray that it 
multiplying the ground. It's not seed. You've got to sow it. Galatians 5 verse 13. Actually, sorry, you pulled up Ephesians 4 already, sorry. Sorry, Janine, I'm messing with you. Um, where did we leave off there? Ephesians 4.16. Keep going there. Oh, sorry. Let's back it up. That's why I realize what I'm doing. I went to finish with 4.16, but I meant to start with 11. If he, and he gave apostles and prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers. Those are the whackers. No. Those are not the workers. When God says minister, and I know Shannon's going to share a little bit more about this because we were discussing this this week. When he talks about ministry, he does not talk about people who carry an office like this. Verse 12 says, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ. Well, who are the saints? Us, us all, even if we're doing the other work. Verse 13, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, we're meant to grow up to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Wow. He's not talking about just one of us growing. He's talking about all of us, which means when there's a disparity in how some of us are growing, we're dragging behind a limp leg. Anybody ever try to run a three-legged race? Can you imagine trying to have a limp leg and, and win a, a marathon? We all contribute. Right. Verse 14. So that we may no longer be children, again, growing up, tossed to and fro by the waves and carried by every wind of doctrine, news report, Facebook post, fact checker, by human cunning, by craftiness, and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, Amen. from whom the whole body, joined together in every joint with, each with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So powerful. We grow together. Right, and in love, as you can see there. You know, it's, it's in this, this, this there's a fascinating Greek word for building itself up. It's actually oikodomus. It's like building, you, it's edifying the body. The body grows. Um, sure, I've, the Lord's been sharing about a couple of things that I don't want to be careful that I can head off and that's for later. But, um, but the body grows when we can serve in love. Because God's view of love isn't man's view. I mean, God's view of love is, again, love from the heart. And as you see there, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow. It takes us all loving one another. Remember Jesus said that? When you love one another. This right. is how the world will know. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, that scripture, Colossians 3, that, we want, that I wanted to pull up earlier, Colossians 3.24 says, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Why? Because when we have our focus on other people, uh, the approval from them or 
um, sometimes we serve with, with uh, very interesting motives. Have you ever checked your heart? It's kind of like when you give with interesting motives. We can serve with motives to prove people wrong. Right. We can serve with motives to prove ourselves better than people. Yeah. That's the opposite of feeling unqualified. Mm. That's the thinking more highly of ourselves than we ought to. God sees the heart. Yes, he doesn't yes. look at just what gets done. And like you said, the fruit, the, the good deeds can look the same on the outside as the dead works. Right. Right. And you know, success in God is, is that thing. Success, to be successful, doesn't, you can't tell, I'm just trying to think of the right way to say that, you cannot tell whether you're successful by the results. I'm going to say that again. In the kingdom... You cannot tell success by outward results. Now, I know that is very contrary to everything you've ever heard in the world. But that's not how God measures success. Success in the kingdom of God is doing what Jesus told you to do. Stephen didn't live much of a life. He was martyred. He had a successful life because he did and said what God told him to do and say. It's very judging yourself by the results. Well, I'm not going to do that again because I didn't see any fruit. Be careful. What did the Lord say to you? Has he told you to do that? Because when, and I'm telling you, this is one of the hardest lessons I've learned on the mission field. We would do crusades. <laughs> we would go to cr places and towns, and, and we would sometimes do crusades. We would have these blow out thousands of people and miracles and blind eyes opening and cripples walking. And it was like, man, this is awesome. What, the book of Acts in live action, you know. And then we would go to another town, and it was like, 16 people showed up. We do all the same work and thousands of dollars and we've got work ourselves and blood, sweat and tears and nobody shows up. Or we get persecution. Or people, whatever it is. And it's like, what did we do wrong? Right? I don't like this one. So we used to call them sowing crusades or reaping crusades. We would change our terminology. But, but the Lord showed me in those experiences that he said, Shannon, you're not successful because you see results. Remember what Jesus told us when he sent out the disciples? He said, what, what are you supposed to do if a town doesn't receive you? Take the dust off your feet. Move on. Mm. Move on. Mm. It's not about, well, I'm going to show them how upset God is with them. No, you're not. God loves his enemies. Yeah. No, you do know that, right? <laughs> we, we love them. It's just like, move on, guys. If people don't receive it. So in other words, you walking, you, when we serve, we serve for the audience of one. Not to be seen by men. Not to, get, not to get pats on the back by men. Because if that's your motive, then you're going to be serving not from the heart. You're going to be doing it for men. You're going to be doing it for titles. Doing it for recognition. Doing it for whatever. That is, that is unfortunately rife in the body of Christ. People to be seen from men. Listen guys, that's not the way we started off in seeing in Mark 10. That's not, we don't lord it over, it's not about that. It's about, are we doing what Jesus said to be doing? And the question comes to each one of us or that you have to ask yourself because you've got to say, Lord, what is it that I can contribute? What can I, can, can I willingly do 
for the kingdom because that is our number one priority. If you are born again and call Jesus, quote unquote, Lord, that means he gets priority. He is the one that has the first say in your life. The other stuff in your life is secondary to Lord. That's if you're born again, of course. Maybe share with me that, um, well, you shared it with me while you were away, but the, the uh, hypocrites. Oh, yeah, it was, fa- it was fascinating. You know, you may have heard us um, use this terminology a lot, and I heard T, we had spoken about it in staff meeting, but one of the things that we learned as Lake Haven was that, that we, needed, we need people that will kind of row with us, Right? And, and you, know, the, the, you know the terminology, and, and T used this, it's kind of crazy. If you imagine sort of the Cambridge, you know, Oxford versus Cambridge rowing, the famous rowing things on the Thames where, they, where they're all pulling together, and you've got the coxswain and the one end, the skinny little guy, and he's calling the row, and they move like one machine, depending if there's four or six or 12, whatever it is. That, that thing is like a well-organized machine, and that rowing, and you know, you, see, you, you get the picture, right? And, and, and so, but can you imagine, have you ever been in a kayak with your wife, a, with your wife or a kid? <laughs> I don't know if it only happens to you, right? It's like, we're supposed to go left. No, it's this side, that side. Okay. You're, Bumping you're, paddles and uh, wetting everyone yeah, and it's like, tipping over. It's not quite the same as Oxford versus Cambridge, right? So... But, but the, the imagery is, was that, that we, need to, we need to be in sync. We need to be working together. And, and I, so, so that image became very clear because, because if we're going to try and do something as a ministry, we need to, we need to be in sync. We need to be clear about what the vision is and work, Where we're to, going, work together. What the rhythm so, is. So what blew me away, and I said this to T and... and um, Corin um, was that I was busy studying this week, um, and I, I had I, the Lord led me to oh sorry, the Lord led me to Acts chapter twenty six, and it was a powerful. It was the calling of Paul when, as he was reciting it to to Herod Agrippa, and he was um, in in Acts twenty six verse fifteen. Um, you know, he says, "Who are you, Lord?" And he said, "It's I am, I am Jesus who you're persecuting." Now, this is not the actual event. Now, Herod, I mean, Paul is telling the story to Herod. And then listen to Jesus in verse 16. He, he, this is as Paul recites it. He says, But rise and stand upon your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you as a servant and a witness to the things in which you have seen, uh, which you have seen me and to those in which I will appear to you, delivering you from your people, in verse 17, from the Gentiles to whom I am sending you, to open their eyes so they may turn from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. So this is the, this is the calling of Paul. And so I, I was studying this. I was like blown away. It was just touching me in many ways. And then in verse 16, I, I started picking out the Greek words, which you know I like to do. And, and in the Greek, um, one of those words, I, I had never, ever noticed this Greek word before because I've noticed the word slave, doulos, servant. It's often in English, you know, there's these multiple words for servant and minister. There's diakonos, there's an underling, and there's a, there's a doulos, which is more of a slave. And, and they all add this imagery. There's the oikodomus, uh, oikonomus, oikonomus, which is steward. And, and each one of them are actually fascinating studies to go into them 
them and how they are used. Uh, because sometimes the English just says servant or minister. Mm, minister, yeah. You know, and, and so, but I had never noticed this word before. And that word that Jesus says, I have called you, Paul, as a minister. And I was like, I've never seen that word. And so I pulled it up. It was, it was huperatus. Huperatus. Guess what that word means? An under oarsman. An under oarsman. I was blown away. An under rower or a subordinate rower. That is the word for minister. And so you, you get this idea in a lot of these things that these are positions of authority. If you go and study oikonomos, it's the steward. A steward wasn't, I don't know what images you have in your culture, but my very first memories from was when I was a tiny kid was um, my grand, after her first husband, I never got to meet my granddad, but she was dating this guy that was the head steward on the Edinburgh Castle, which was a ship that the, one of the queen's ships that used to sail around the world, and he was sort of head of the dining room. He was the head steward. And that was, so that was one of my earliest memories of the word steward. Now, you probably have a different association with the word steward. Butler. Yeah, you, you, maybe you think it, but, but a steward, oikonomos, it's actually two Greek words, oikos, which means, not the yogurt, it means, oikos means, it means home or household and nomus, which comes from the word law. And an oikos nomus, he was basically the law of the house. He designed, he was the guy. In fact, that same word is translated in King James as Chamberlain, Erastus, um, in Romans 16, about he was the Chamberlain of the city. Some translations say he was the city treasurer, or he was the mm -hmm. director of public works, or you know, all of these things. But it's being in charge of something. But, but so each one of these were under authority, but had authority, you know, so... Much, much like the, the pastor, mm. if, if a pastor is not under the lordship of Jesus, he should be the first listener. He should be the first follower. Yeah. And, and I'm saying this for our responsibility. You need to know as pastors and as ministers, we need to follow first. We don't get to lead first. Right. That is not what we are called to. That is not what any of us have been called to. Well, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ, right? And, and Jesus called those that were his disciples and were the, the, the originals, if we can call them that. His call to them was, follow me. Mm. And only those that followed him became disciples. Only those that followed actually got an office, a commission. That is right. how he works. So there isn't a head honcho. There shouldn't be a head honcho at any church or any ministry that is not following first. Amen. That is not first letting God speak and lead. Absolutely. In other words, if somebody's never been, has never learned how to follow, they can make really sucky leaders. <laughs> it's true. You know, and, and we spoke about this with our at our leaders' meeting, but, but authority and responsibility go hand in hand. You know, you can't, in any case, I could, di I could digress, but it's true. We absolutely have to follow. And, but the imagery I want to go back to is this under-rowing thing. If we're, if we're wanting to get somewhere and do something, we have to work together. And all of us who know American history or any history know that it's when in unity there is strength. 
It's when we have single purpose, when we have minds that say, I'm willing to put the cause first. But unfortunately, unfortunately, most people are living for their own cause. And there's a big difference between being a discipleship, uh, being, sorry, a disciple and just simply being a believer. Believers, listen, guys, I believe you. If you believe and you've called Jesus your Lord, you're going to heaven. But that's not just the goal, guys. We have way more to do and to accomplish than just go to heaven. It's not like, well, I've got my ticket punched. Now I can live like ever I want to. I think your life will be very empty. Honestly, you will have that thing that will never will always be out of reach you will never feel there was something will be missing and you can you be, why because because you were made to be part of this kingdom you were designed to be an under rower we're all under rowers in the slot and and the faithfulness thing and all of those things are real things you know, God will find faithful. And I mean, I, I, was, I, I was blown away. Um, sweetheart, I know this is not in your notes, but sorry. God says, then go uh, for it. You know, it's, there's, there's just such beautiful, um, uh, we, I'm just pulling it up here. Sorry, I, I think it's in First Corinthians chapter 4. Um, it's that word in First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. Um, Actually, I'll go to verse 1. This is how one should regard us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Verse is, is that the that oikonomos word? Yeah, um, yes, the stewards. It, and then it says, moreover, it's but there's both. There's servants of Christ, which is actually a slave. A doulos of Christ and oikonomos of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required of stewards, that's oikonomos, that they be found faithful. And if you break that one apart, it's crazy because that, that word required is zetio. It's like it's, it's sought for. It's, it's an absolute that God wants. Stewards that they be found. And that's euriscus found is the same word from eureka in Greek. They, that after searching and searching and searching, you come upon is something and they'd be found faithful pistos faithful you know there's there's this element of of us having to 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 work together um and and be part of this mm -hmm. together yeah you know um we joke about some of the characters from dr seuss um horton here's a who how many of you have watched the horton here's a who movie Horton had big ears. If you didn't know, this is a clover, and on this clover is a speck of dust. And um, I, I actually snagged some video clips that I want to share with you quickly. Do you guys mind watching a video? Okay, let's play that video from Horton Here's a Who. They don't believe we're here. They don't believe we're here. We've got to make some noise! We are here, we are here, we are here. We are here, we are here, we are here. Come on! Everybody! We are here, we are here, we are here. This will teach you not to make up stories about people and specs. Listen, there they are. It's not working. I can hear you, but their ears aren't strong enough. We need to be louder. Get every who to make noise. Everyone. We are here. We are here. We are here. We are here. 
up a racket. They rattled tin kettles, they beat on brass pans, on garbage pail tops and old cranberry cans. They blew on bazookas and blasted great toots, on clarinets, upas and boompas and flutes. Couldn't ask for a better son.
small extra yop, put it over, and all the who noises burst out of the clover. I, I hear it. Me too. Why? Rudy, give me that. Rudy, get back in the pouch now. No, Mom. Uh, Wickershams, get that clover. Anybody, take it from him. You did it, Mayor. You did it. We did it! Well done, son. All right, Mayor! Dad, you're one of the greats. Whoa! Easy, everyone, easy! Oh, hi, Vlad. <laughs> Vlad. There's two Vlads, the good Vlad and the bad Vlad. That's the good Vlad. One of my favorite Dr. Seuss movies. You know, I love, I love a, a lot of the, the stuff that Dr. Seuss said. If you haven't seen some of the things, these are all actual quotes by uh, Dr. Seuss from some of his books and some not from his books. You know, some of us, where we're at right now, we've got wounded, grinchy hearts mm. from serving or giving or being alone or isolated. And that is not what God wants for us. He's got a community for us. He's got a hoovel that we belong to. And lest we think this is the only hoovel, there are other churches. I pray that they preach the gospel, that they acknowledge the work of the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit. What I do know is we're here. We are here. We are here. You are here today. If you're not here today, I don't know where you are, but you, right now you are here. And maybe this is the place that you're called to settle. And maybe this is where you bang a drum or blow a horn or I don't know what, what your gift is. Jojo, the little boy in the, char the character in the, the movie, he felt so displaced. He felt like he didn't fit in. And yet his contribution was the thing that changed the game for that whole planet on the speck, on a clover in the jungle. We need everybody's voice. We do need your voice. We need your hands. We need your heart. We've got lots of little places that could do with a touch. Now, I'm not asking you to do something that you don't want to do. I'm going to ask you to ask God to show you what he gave you. Um, you know, to close the service off here, we, we have, um, I'm going to make an invitation for you to grab one of these, but I'm going to read it out loud before we close. This is a, an invitation on how to get involved, how to get plugged in, how to serve with us here at this church. This list is not exhaustive. It's a long list. But there's stuff that's not on this list. There's stuff that might be in your heart. 
There's stuff that's outside the four walls and outside of Eustace and outside of Lake County that he may be calling you to. So don't be limited. There is no limit on what God can do through those who are available to him. Amen. So I want to read this here. Who will you serve and how will you serve? There are so many things God created to do, but specifically something he gave to you. Consider and pray how you want to give, for giving away is the best way to live. To start volunteering, send us a text. 352-441-3016. That's the text number you guys are going to have to remember forever and ever, because that's the one we use for just about everything. But this is your invitation. If you want to do something at this church, because we need you to do something. I don't know what it is. I've got a list here. Let me read this list quickly. If any of these ones jump out at you, you know what to say. Photography, gardening, maintenance and painting, catering, teacher, teacher's assistant, nursery worker, kids' church greeter, security, parking attendant, event decorator, purchaser, chairperson, sound tech, handyman, projection tech, online producer, camera person, usher, Meal coordinator, greeter, social media janitor, fit crew, curriculum coordinator, stockroom keeper, event coordinator, life group leader, event setup crew, event teardown crew, office volunteering, project management, interior design, graphic design, video editing, videography, and more. There are lots of things. And you know what? There's probably something that you can do that's not on this list. Right. So... If I didn't say it, come tell me, because we want to serve with you. We want the gift that God has given to you to benefit all of us, because that's how his body works. Yeah. We're not asking you to do something you don't want to do. Right. We're asking you to find the thing that God gave right. you that makes you feel fulfilled and blesses the rest of us. Right. And when you're faithful with little, remember, you, that's that principle that we spoke of right in the beginning. It's not about, like I said, success you can't measure by I only want something that's recognizable. No, you work, we work together for him. Amen. You know? And I Amen. love that quote from Horton on the wall there. A person's a person no matter how small. Yeah. You know, the, the, there's a quote down there over there too that says, um, and what happened then in Whoville, they say, that the Grinch's small heart through, grew three sizes that day. <laughs> if your heart's not in a place that you're ready to serve, don't be condemned. Don't be condemned. Let him love you. Let him restore you. Because I promise you, when that happens, your heart will grow. There will be a place where you go, I am so full, I can't help but give. And the invitation stands, find the place to give. Find the place to contribute. Mm. Because it's in giving away your life that you will find it. Absolutely. That's what Jesus said. Mm. When you give your life, you will find it. But it's when you try and keep it, when you try and bury it, that you will lose it. Mm. And our goal is for you to have abundant life with us. For us all, the way that we love each other and serve together to make an impact in our community. 
and, and you know, and I want to just throw this again. I know that we recognized a lot of your, we have got an amazing team. I, I think we have probably one of the highest percentages of any church, I would venture to say, of, of our people are plugged in. Absolutely. And, and that's a good thing. It is. But. There's more opportunity. <laughs> if we're going to make a bigger dent in our community and a bigger dent in the world, we do need every voice. Absolutely. We do need every heart. Yeah, we have and, skills and we need, you know, gifts, talents. And, and if you've been hurt, understand, we've been hurt too. We know what it's like when, when we've been underappreciated or undervalued or overlooked. And that is not what we want to do no. here. We don't want to put people in places where they don't feel fulfilled. Right. You're not locked in. If you sign up today, if you say, hey, uh, I want to be a greeter. And after a couple months, you go, this is not my gig. <laughs> or after a couple weeks, somebody comes back and says, that is not their gig. <laughs> there is no condemnation and no shame in that because you tried something. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. If, it's, if, if teaching's not your gig, if ushering's not your gig, if playing drums is not your gig, drum in the seat where you are. There is no condemnation if right. you have, if you've got healing to do. But don't close yourself off and stay away from people and stay away from the body because of that. Recognize what's been happening in your heart. Recognize that God wants to bring you to a place of community and fellowship and love and wholeness. Right. And that's a place where we serve together. So when, when we dismiss today, and, and let, me, let me pause this for a second. If you're already volunteering, and you're volunteering in an area that you love, thank you. Mm. And if you're volunteering in an area that you don't love, you're allowed to say, I think I should step back from this. Absolutely. You are allowed to say, this is not my gig. Mm. So don't feel like, oh, well, I've already committed. I can't ever let go. No, there is a place that it is not the right thing to abuse volunteers. Our goal is to not abuse volunteers, which is why the more we have, the less we, not less need them. We've got two guys right now that are doing production for us every other week. One of them's got a brand new baby and the other one's still in school. I would love for us to get to a place where we don't have to call on those guys every other week. Camera people, sound guys. Mm -hmm. there, are, there are things that take a little bit more skill, and there's some things that just take a smile and a handshake. Mm -hmm. If you want something that's more skilled, we'll train you as best we can. We'll send you away to get trained if we don't know what we're doing, which is often. We're not afraid to invest in people, mm -hmm. because when we invest in people, we know that the kingdom benefits. Amen. So if you want to learn a skill or something like that, come and talk to us. We're happy to invest in the kingdom and invest in you. So before you go, if you're wanting to volunteer, grab one of these at the back there. At the info table. Uh, there's a red and white table set up for sign up. So if you want to grab one of these on your way out, you can text me now. I don't mind. That number you probably remember by heart, but I printed it on the page just in case. Send us a text and tell us what you're interested in doing. 
It doesn't have to be one of the things that's on the list. It could be anything else. And then if you know for sure what it is you want to do, write it on one of those little speech bubbles at the same table and take a photo with it and then post it on social media or send it to us at that phone, at the text in number so that we can collect what it is that you want to do. I don't think anybody's going to write somebody else's tag, no. right? No, I don't think so. So you write what you want to do right. on there and then take a photo with it and send it to us. Yeah. Make a declaration today. Use your voice and say, this is how I'm going to serve because of who he made me. Right, and you know, most times people have a gift that they always devalue because it's so normal to them. You know, I am not a social media person. I value people that are because there is a place for social media, but I'm not it, you know. And you, most people have a gift and talent that if you just say, Lord, what is it that you've placed in me? Something that you love doing is valuable. Amen. Absolutely. Can we pray together? Father God, thank you for the riches that you have, that every, every possible imagination of anything that, that could happen, you are still the source of it. Father, I thank you that your plans for us are good and that when you created us, you created each one of us with something unique, a combination that was a part of you and yet different from everyone around us. Thank you that you've given us an individual thing. It doesn't make us us. It makes us part of a whole. I thank you, Father, for the gifts and the talents that you are calling out today, that you are inviting in today. I thank you, Father, that they've already been there. And sometimes we're just opening a door or taking off a Band-Aid or letting someone in. Father, I thank you that you have given us such a precious gift, the gift of your kingdom to share with the world. Help us to recognize our voice in this message. Today, if you say, well, I don't know if I'm part of this kingdom. I don't know if I'm, if I'm important. I want to assure you, Jesus died on the cross so that you can spend eternity with God. It doesn't matter what you have done. It does not matter where you have come from. It does not matter the labels that people have put on you. It does not matter how far you feel like you've fallen. In an instant, you are translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Pray with me today. Say this, Father God, I recognize that you sent Jesus because I need a savior. I receive your grace, your gift, your salvation. I believe it is enough. Today I am free. I am made whole. I am made righteous. And I walk in that gift. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That is worth a party. That is worth a party. We, we might not party as big as heaven here, but hey, we could stop practicing. Oh, yeah. So, if you prayed that prayer today, or if you need any other prayer prayed with you today, 
we have got prayer team ministers up front here that would love to agree with you. They will pray with you. They will walk with you. So don't leave without praying with them. If you know what you got, stop by that booth at the back. Take a photo. Share it with us. We'd love to share. We'd, we'd love to flood Lake Haven's Facebook page today with some photos. So you can even do funny faces or dress up. There's props back there if you didn't bring your own um, Dr. Seuss stuff. You can, you can borrow some of ours. Let's flood this place with service. Amen. Let's serve together Absolutely. one another. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. The potluck that we're going to have after service, you're all invited to the potluck. If you didn't know about it, we plan to eat. If you want to run out and grab something and come back again. And if uh, you can't, that's okay. If you, if you can't, if you don't have the, the, the means or the modes to get there and, and back it's again, it's fine. come and join us anyway. We're going to be sitting up in the auditorium, so we're going to need some help with um, unhooking the chairs from that back section, so everything from that exit sign backwards is going to get separated. And then we're going to pull in the tables, roll them out. So if you're, if you're around and not going to go and grab food to bring it back, help us to set up the, the tables and chairs over here. Um, Terrence. Mr. T is the man. He's going to have the mic to direct what's happening with the chairs and tables just so that we don't, um, well, that we don't do extra work. We don't want to do extra work. And uh, the ladies, if you want to help us set the food up in the cafe, we're going to serve from the cafe and then come and sit back here. So serving food will begin at 12.15. You are welcome to come and join us. We will pray before we start, and we hope you will join us. And I how, how oh, good question. How many of you are coming for the potluck so we know how many tables to put out? I'm trying to make sure we see. Okay, good. So we know how many tables to not put out. We're good. Yeah. Okay, You're guys. all invited. Guys, don't feel you have to contribute something to And you don't have to dress yeah. up. You can yeah. eat no matter what. Absolutely. Okay. And yeah, and I just wanted to say shout out Jim. We're so glad that you were. Jim had a nasty fall, and he was, he's right here with us today. Love you, man. Thank, thankful that it was not as serious as, as it could have been. Amen. 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 Okay, y'all, you're kind of dismissed. I hope you stick around. Yeah, please do. Love you guys. <laughs>